the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thanks for joining us. We're so glad you're here. Luke is with us in Jackson, Mississippi, starting off this hour. Hi, Luke. How are you? Good. How are y'all? Great. How can Ken Coleman and I help? So I'm currently in a job. Um, I'm 22 years old, and I've been in this job for about two months, um, and I've quickly found out that I'm not really passionate about it. Why? Um, well, I'm in, the, I'm in the wine and liquor industry. I'm a sales rep, and it's just... Um, it's pretty difficult to watch people come in in a store um, who already have a pretty difficult life and walk out with your products. Um, it's just a hard thing to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, hard to see that happening. So it's a values disconnect. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. Everyone that walks into a liquor store and buys wine is not having a bad life. Yeah, I, I know that, but it's the uh, it's the ones that are. I'm in a pretty um pretty poor area. And so it's the it's the ones that are coming off the streets, like just just pennies in their pockets, coming in and buying the cheapest things on the shelf just to get a just to get a drink. Why'd you get into this? Did you work in a liquor store, or you're a salesman for a distributor? I'm a salesman for a distributor. So how are you dealing with the people coming in off the streets? Well, so I've got to go into the stores and um and and talk to the the people to try and talk to the the liquor store owners to try and get them to get my products. Um, which a lot of them, you know, we, we have some high end products, but a lot of them are, are to target those, those cheaper customers that are just trying to get a quick drink. Okay. I'm just curious. And I understand all of that. I understand it's very personal for you. What I'm curious about is how, how'd you make this decision to get into this two months ago? Well, well, I, I, uh, <clears throat> I wanted to originally get into medical device sales, um, which is a very, it's a difficult field to get into without sales experience. And so my, my original intention was to just try and get my foot in the door for the first couple of years um, and just get some sales experience under my belt so that I could then move into that other, um, that other field. But it's just, right now, it's, it's getting pretty difficult to, no, to I keep get it. going because it's just, it's it's just a moral thing. Sure, I get it. But you took this opportunity just because it was, I need some experience, I got to sell something, and this presented itself and you jumped into it. That's what I'm understanding. It, Exactly. All right, yeah. so here's the deal. Stop overthinking this. You're going to stay in this role, and you're going to have to suck it up a little bit, and, and you're not doing okay. anything morally wrong. I understand your feelings. I don't want in any way to discount what you're feeling, convictions, all that. But the fact is you're not doing anything wrong, and so sit still and keep doing the job until you find another sales job to replace it with. That's the advice. And I appreciate what you're trying to do. Get some sales experience somewhere else. But now you got to learn from this and go, wait a second, I'm not just going to take any sales job. I need to make sure sure that I'm going to sell a service or product that I'm okay with. And you can't overthink this, you know, because again, there's nothing wrong with with distributing alcohol or selling alcohol. But in your situation, this is very, very personal. So I wouldn't overthink this. Let's make the move. How much? And- are, how much are you making? Uh, forty-five thousand. Okay, so find another sales job making forty-five to sixty thousand dollars, selling something you're proud of, and then change. That's what Ken said. That's right. Okay. But then get in proximity if you can. If you could get selling something that's near or around that medical field, I, I would try to look for that first. You understand for what sure. I'm saying? Because it's connections yes, at this point. Not just experience, but connections. Okay. 
and and make sure that as you're doing that that you're taking on something you can be proud of everyone in sales needs to remember it's very difficult to be a great salesperson selling something you don't believe in yes yeah and that's that's the thing that i've been i've been struggling with because yeah I've got alcoholism on both sides of my family, um, from both my parents' sides. Um, so it's that, that's been the hardest part is just not really, um, care. I don't really believe in the products that I'm, yeah. that I'm selling. And that's been the, the hardest and, and, part. To and just so wake, if, if, wake an, up if an opportunity similar to this presents itself, don't take it mm-hmm. for sure. There's something else. Cause the, you had red flags before you took this. Yeah. You're only two months in. So I know you did. And, and now it's manifested, and it's actually worse than you thought it was going to be in terms of convicting you. Yep. And, you know, your, your morals are saying, ding, 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 the alarms are going off, get out of here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go find something else as soon as you can and then quit. But don't just quit every time you have a uh, adversity, uh, a situation, you know. So, again, I don't want you there six years from now. I don't want you there six months from now. You ought to be able to find a sales job doing that. So uh, do, doing something that you actually believe in. You know, Ken, here over the years, uh, we've developed, we develop products, books or software or apps or classes or whatever. And one of the biggest challenges is to make sure that, um, that, that we're all proud of what it is we're putting out. The instant we're not proud of it, we can't ask anybody, including me, mm-hmm to uh, suggest it to someone, sells to someone. That's what sales is. It's suggesting you do something, right? And, and uh, you can't suggest, you know, buying a car if you hate uh, that brand and you think that brand's a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. And, and then you're going to go to work for that dealer, you know? Uh, and, and so, yeah, that's that's going to be a problem. Yeah. So d- don't, uh, don't take a position where you're not proud of where you work. So true, and specifically in sales, because sales, you know, period. People, but but, but, in, but yeah. it's very difficult. In sales. Very difficult in sales because you're an evangelist, right? That's your role, and people can fake it. And there's a lot of fakes out there that that hit their sales numbers. But if you are a person of conviction and you've got a, a true ethical code to you, it will wear you down if you can't get excited to the point of evangelizing on behalf of the product or the service that you're selling. It's absolutely it will cripple you. It just will. Yeah, it's it's very difficult because people can, your, your body language changes, your That's tone right. That's right. changes, your facial expressions yeah. change, all your nonverbals are are just not there. That's correct. You know when you're doing that, and so, um, I mean, if you're selling a uh, in his case a a line of whiskey that is, uh, you know, the bottom of the barrel, no pun intended, <laughs> um, and. Um, uh, and it's designed to take advantage of the homeless, then you're not gonna you're not gonna be fired up about that. Yeah, you know the, the drunk homeless guy, right? Yeah. So you're not gonna be jump. You're not gonna be nobody's gonna be excited about that. Yeah. Um, now you know, but uh, so you just gotta find a way to do the thing you do that is not violation of your morals, or find something period that isn't. But don't be just after two months jumping out without having something to jump to. That, well, that's right. That's why the first thing I said was, hey, you're going to stay put, and yep. you made this decision, so you're going to be an adult about this until we find something to replace that income. You don't yep. just say, oh, I don't like it. I can't do it anymore. And he wasn't yeah. saying that, but got to be careful, you know. Well, I mean, there's a... That's honorable work, you know, 
for a lot of people. Yeah. For him, it's not a good fit. Exactly. This is the Ramsey Show. Coleman Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Thank you for joining us. We're glad you're here. Open phones at 888-825-5225. We're halfway through August. Can you believe it? Next week, every store will probably have a freaking Christmas sale. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. If fall means planning to go broke until tax season, make it this year, uh, (laughs) <laughs> make this year the one you say no i'm not going to do that enough is enough the ramsey ten dollar sale is back for a very limited time if you're ready to say enough we're here to help you and our team isn't stopping there we're going to help you solve your money worries by offering free financial coaching with any purchase you can talk to a ramsey preferred coach about your specific money question and are you ready to say i've had it and then you can learn to say i've got this uh, we know 10 bucks can't get you much these days, but at Ramsey, you can. Any one of our best-selling books is on sale for $10, or virtually all of them anyway. Check them out at RamseySolutions.com. Our question today comes from Blinds.com. Find out for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. You get free samples, free shipping, new promos all the time. Uh, Use the promo code RAMSEY to get the best possible deal. Today's question comes from Kendall in California. I just graduated high school, and I'm wondering if it's right for me to go to college this year. My school starts in two weeks, and I have a full ride. I would be studying economics in hopes of going into investment banking. This past year, I discovered I have a knack for drop shipping, and I'm making $6,700 a month in profit. I'm seriously considering withdrawing from college, but don't know if that's the right move. Well, that's loaded, <laughs> and I don't have the opportunity to go back and forth there, but I, I'm always going to look at the long term. So the long-term dream, um, if you do want to go into investment banking, uh, certainly the economics degree is going to help. Uh, I think it's a good degree to have. You've got a full ride. That's a tremendous opportunity that a lot of people don't get. I'd be talking with mom and dad about the long term, and this $6,700 a month that's probably going to grow in profit, that to me would be I'd be saving up for big life expenses, the house, and investing long term. Uh, so I would not drop out of this path. Uh, of college towards uh, investment banking um, just because you're making so much money with the drop shipping side hustle. I think it's a great side hustle. I think you'll learn a lot from that. But this is a big picture decision, and you need to surround yourself with wise counsel and make the right decision based on the long term. I don't know enough more in that question, Dave. I'd love to talk to that young man in person. Uh, for the well, long I mean, term. you just graduated from high school. Sixty-seven hundred dollars. You feel like you're rich. Exactly. You're not rich. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sixty-seven hundred and rich. Uh, you're not rich. 
you need to go get the economics degree and become an investment banker. Uh, then you can get rich. But um, and, and in the meantime, while you're going and getting the degree, go ahead and work yeah. the dropship. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, I don't care if you make $10,000 a month out of your dorm room. doesn't make me mad. Uh, that's good hustle. It's a great hustle for a, a young man straight out of co- high school. But don't confuse the short term, Ken's exactly right, with the long term play just because you feel rich. Um, I mean, you know, I won $10,000 on the lottery. I don't have to work. Yeah, you got to work. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. You're not rich. Yeah. And so that you still got to work. Yeah, you're not done. And um, that that's the thing. So, yeah, go for the long play. Where it's going to take you where you want to be when you're 40. What's going to make you, what's going to, you know, the 40 year old version of you is not wanting to kick the 18-year-old version of you's butt for doing something stupid. Think about it. When you think about that guy, who's that guy? And where is he going to be happy? Which one's he going to be happy he did? I, I, so I think you do both. Mm-hmm. Go to school and keep running the drop ship. Drop it. You're not carrying inventory. You're just, you're just you're manipulating the, uh, the wholesaler with the, buy, with the retail buyer and you know, pulling the plug out of the middle. And that's all you're doing. So it, it's uh, if you got something working that well, I think you can still pull that off. Hey, thanks for the thanks for the uh, email in. We appreciate it. Emily's with us in Casper, Wyoming. Hi, Emily. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave and Ken. It's a pleasure to speak with you. You too. How can we help? Well, I'm calling for strategy for starting to withdraw from our 529 plan. Mm-hmm. We're in baby step seven, and our oldest is starting college, and then we also have a sophomore in high school that could be attending college in three more years. Mm-hmm. The current value is 37000 mm-hmm. but this past December, it was at 50000 mm-hmm. uh, We are prepared to cash flow about half of the expenses, but I'm wondering about strategy one for... Um, we have two kids. One no, starting college you and said one... said half. Would half be one oh, kid? No, half monthly each year. So for her total expenses... We're prepared to, if we need to, we can cash flow half of it and withdraw from the 529 for the other half. Just to leave some in the fund so that we can use yeah, it I would leave it all year. in the fund and cash flow the whole thing. What are you, what are you spending on school? Um, it'll be about 15000 a year. What do you all make? Um, one twenty. And you don't have a payment in the world. You're baby step seven. Correct. Okay. You can cash flow 15000 a year then? Yes, we could. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I would leave the thirty seven for the second kid and let it grow tax-free and then just pay this one. Okay. Pay, pay for this one. And, and, and that's good. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter, but, um, you know, because here's the thing, that the growth in the 529 is 100% tax-free. The more mm-hmm. of that you get tax-free – that you did not do anything for except parking the money is good. And so leaving it alone as long as possible to get the, as much tax-free growth as possible is free money. Is okay. That, is that logical? It is, yeah. yeah. It's funny, I didn't think about that. I just thought we would start withdrawing. Yeah. Uh, do we still keep contributing or we just stop contributions and then just I wouldn't contribute that. beyond what you think you're going to need for kid two if you're going to cash flow kid one. Okay. But I would contribute up to kid two's limit. I mean, if you're doing 15000 a year for four years, that's 60000 you got 39000 now. Once that thing looks like it's going to be at sixty by the time kid two gets there, I'd stop adding. 
Yeah, as of December, we were almost there. <laughs> yeah, so it could come back to that pretty easily. So I don't know. I don't think I'd put mm-hmm. anything else in it. I think I cash flow kid okay. one, and if uh, it doesn't ever come back, then you're going to cash flow part of kid two and and empty the thing out on kid two. But I suspect it's going to come back. Yeah, and then I guess we could also use it as an emergency fund for education that if we did have a month where we had an emergency, we wouldn't have to dip into our emergency fund. We exactly. could dip into our 529 if needed. Yeah, if you get in a cash pinch because of the timing of when a tuition payment's due or something, you can reach over there and grab it. And, of course, the other thing is yeah. if the kids go get scholarships of any kind, you can withdraw up to the amount of the scholarship from the 529 with no taxes at all. Okay. So if they get a $2,000 scholarship, pluck 2000 bucks out of there and just put it in something else, and, and just even if you're going to turn around and use it right then. But it's completely tax-free. Um, you don't have to do anything. There's no, no obligation that it be spent on uh, education at that point. Uh, but that's not your problem. You, you're not. You haven't got too much in there. You got too little in there. So, yeah, very cool, very good. I'm glad to think through that with you. That's very interesting. So, sounds like I got a, an affordable school. It's a good school. Yeah. Good buy mm-hmm. at fifteen thousand a year for I like higher that. ed. Four yeah. years, sixty grand. Yeah. That's a that's a play. It is, and I you know I it's going to be interesting to see what shakes out over the next five to seven years for parents that are listening with younger kids. The, the tuition game, I think, is going to change. I think it's gotten overheated, just like a lot of things in our economy. And uh, I don't have any predictions here. I'm just saying I think it's going to be very interesting to see how the world of college tuition and higher education shifts over the next five to seven years. Uh, I predict higher ed is not going to get the memo soon enough to uh, keep some of them from really taking it on the chin. Yep. They sit in their lone little ivory tower, no pun intended. That's right. Um, and um, too many of them in that world have not woke up and smelled the coffee yet. Tuition rates cannot continue to rise. It's not well, sustainable. And people are no longer willing to pay. That's COVID exactly woke them why. Up. You, want, you want to charge me the same and me sit at home because of your masking policy on COVID? Uh, I don't think so. That's called online classes. They're cheaper, Bubba. <laughs> this is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you are with us. Bill and Sherry are with us there in Fort Myers, Florida. It says on my screen, you guys are debt-free. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. Way to go. How much did you pay off? We paid off $438,806.32. Wow. How long did that take? Well, it took 13 years. Okay. I wanted to be on the show to let others hear a perseverance story. <laughs> I hear you. Good for you. And your range of income during that time? Uh, we uh, started out at zero, and then we quickly grew that to about 80, and uh, we're currently sitting at about 225. Cool. What do you all do for a living? Well, I'm an elementary school teacher, mm-hmm. and I work for Siemens. I'm an uh, electrical sales engineer for them. Very cool. What's the house worth? I take it you paid off your house. Oh, yes, absolutely. Way to go, weirdos. I love it. (laughs) 
Y'all are excellent. How old are you? We're 58. And uh, what's this house worth? Well, it wasn't just the house. Um, we have a strange story, Dave. We we got started in real estate a little bit like you uh, back when we were 28. That was 30 years ago. But we had subscribed to this mail-order real estate course called Carlton Sheets. And oh, yeah. No money down guy. Remember him? I remember Carlton, yeah. Don't ever do that. <laughs> anyway, he was like, buy this one and then borrow from it and buy the next one. So we had 10 apartments. Uh, we paid off a motorhome, 10 apartments, and then our home, our home in Florida that we live in now. So you own all of it free and clear? Free and clear. Absolutely. What's it all worth? Oh, I guess all the assets together would probably be in the area of $2 million. Way to go, guys. Woohoo! <laughs> I love it! That's excellent. Baby Steps Millionaires. Well done. Well done. Good stuff. Man, I'm so proud of y'all. Good, good Thank work. So you. what puts you on this whole Ramsey way of doing things? Well, believe it or not, in uh, back in 08, we had one of those life moments. This is why you want to always have an emergency fund. We didn't have one. We had all these apartments. We're paying on these apartments. And if there's a vacancy, it's a real problem. Yeah. But uh, I, I was doing great in my career. I, I was having a great sales you know sales year. And my wife was teaching. She goes, you know, our son's going into high school. I'd like to be home so I can be involved in that. I said, do it. And I said, I'm having a great year. Well, you know what happened. Six weeks later, I was laid off. Oh, my gosh. So we went all the way to zero. And uh, one of Sherry's teacher friends, Melissa Weigel, gave us your book. And I read it in one night, one sitting, and I said, geez, I wish I'd learned this in high school. Well, I mm-hmm. said, we're doing this, and we just took off from there. Wow. So, Sherry, you didn't have to be talked into it at all. Oh, no, no. I was like, oh, I, I am the thrifty shopper. Okay. You know, I like consignment shops, and so I was all on board to begin with. I wanted to get out of debt and, and start a free life. Yeah, I love it. Good for you guys. Well done. Well done. Thank you. What do you tell people the key to persevering for 13 years is? Well, you know, certainly you got to get that budget out and talk about it once a month, even if it's painful. Uh, but you got to review it. You got to be in sync with your spouse. My wife and I still have the $50 rule. I'm hoping that'll go up here soon. <laughs> but, uh, we don't let either the person spend $50 without checking. So that, that seems to really help. I feel like we got to dive in on that with Sherry. How, how do you feel about raising the $50 limit? He brought it up. People want to know. Well, uh, listen, I'm still very conservative. <laughs> I like to, to have a nest egg and, and know it's there for our future and not to, to touch it. And, you know, I kind of had to keep him on a budget, but um, he's doing really good. I have to say that um, we're both kind of on the same page, and that's so important. Sherry, you got $2 million. I know. Needs to, be the needs to be a $100 rule, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Sherry. Okay, maybe we'll go up to $100. There we go. Wow. Oh, goodness. Hey, Bill, you owe Dave and I on that one. By the way, Sherry, you answer that one like a politician on a Sunday morning show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are fun. Very well done. Very well done. Okay, so for... 13 years you've persevered from that zero both of you her quitting you losing the job we go to zero scares the crud out of us for 13 years you've leaned into this now when you look back was it worth it oh my gosh the feeling is absolutely incredible god is so good and and we are just very blessed absolutely we worked hard but i wouldn't have changed it at all yeah way to go well i gotta tell you we're proud of you you're pretty amazing 
So a couple million dollars worth of real estate there and, and, uh, net, and net worth in excess of that and uh, a good household income and, you know, you're not even 60. So you got lots of time to enjoy this. Lots of good stuff ahead. Very, very well done. So um, if you had it to do over again, what would you do different? Anything? Oh, I think we would have started off when we were like 25 when we got married. Yeah. And maybe we wouldn't have had such a huge wedding. <laughs> and maybe you wouldn't like have bought, bought nothing down apartments. Yeah, maybe you wouldn't have bought nothing down apartments. Right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Good for you guys. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, we got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. You are one, and uh, that's very, very cool. Uh, a one-year membership to Financial Peace University for your use, or you can give it to someone who runs into your story and is inspired and you want to help them. Same thing with the Total Money Makeover book. Uh, Eight million people have now read that book. Well, eight million people bought the book. We think most of them read it. So um, (laughs) there's there's that. So, hey, guys, way to go. Very, very proud of you. Excellent, excellent job. Bill and Sherry, Fort Myers, Florida, 439,000 house and apartments and everything in 13 years, making 0 to 80 to 225. Count it down, Baby Steps millionaires. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. Thank you, Jesus. We're free. Yeah. That is how that is done. Woo. Well done, you two. Very, very well done. Man. So there is a principle here of um, diligence. The Bible says the diligent prosper. Diligence is excellence in the ordinary over time. Doing it every day well with, and they prosper. As opposed to, what are they calling the thing on TikTok? Quitting while you're at work? Oh, quiet quitting, yes. Quiet quitting. Mm. Like being at work and not working? Yeah. Is that the idea? Uh, the idea is I'm not going to do any more than it's expected of me. I'm just going to do the bare minimum, go home, and uh, not going to get any well, now, I would agree with that if you signed up for a 40-hour work week yeah. and they're trying to work you 80. <laughs> oh, sure. You know, and you're like, okay, I'm going home, you you know, at 5. Because we go home at Ramsey. I mean, we close this place down and yeah. our, we go to home to our families at night. But we work hard while we're here. If anybody quiet so quitting quiet, quiet quitting. quits yeah. while they're here during the day i'll quiet fire them yeah it'll be very quiet that would be quiet i love that that would that would like yeah. you're not working while you're at yeah. work that's called lack of diligence well yeah lack of yeah. character kind of yeah. like stealing yeah but I don't, I don't can't tell some of the stuff seems to talk about that like don't don't work while you're at work like some kind of like i'm well, on all strike mixed or, in there together i'm a millennial or whatever i am or i'm a whatever some kind of snowflake and right. i don't want to work and you're going to pay me anyway well i'll just fire your little butt yeah i can fix that um but it, you know but if you just are if you're instead saying oh i'm going to do the work that that we agreed i was going to do and i'm not going to work 80 hours a week then that's fine because i didn't yeah. ask somebody to work 80 hours a week here we don't do that um now occasionally we have to because something's messed up we got to get you know we got to get something done but it's a short-term thing because it's a small business we have to get our work done but this idea that i'm going to quietly not work which a lot of people were doing that anyway they're just sitting on their facebook account 
while they're at work. And yeah. unless you work in social media, that's not working. Well, listen, Bill that's, and... And that's diligence. These that's guys right. on the other side, this call we just took was diligence. The baby steps millionaires versus average. Yeah. What do you want to be? Average? Mediocre? Well, quietly quit. This is The Ramsey Show. the day Romans 15 13 may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope Bobby Knight said nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm oh that's the truth wow good stuff Ken Coleman Ramsey personality is my co-host today he's the host of the Ken Coleman show now heard on over 75 radio stations and as a podcast and a YouTube show audience increasing every single month to that show lots of you tuning in to learn about and talk about how to find career work that matters work that gives you a sense of joy a sense of traction and uh, hey also check out his number one best-selling books including the proximity principle and paycheck to purpose the big dog book it's uh, helping a lot of people walk through the seven-step process to finding work and doing work and giving it away that they love. Again, Ken Coleman, my co-host today. Open phones at 888 Shade is with us in Wisconsin. Hi, Shade. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? So I am 28 years old. I am about to have my second child up in April. Yay! Um, I am trying to go back to school to find a better paying job. I have a couple options. I'm trying to go for an operating engineer. Um, one of the options is staying here where I am and just going to the tech school and getting my CDL. Uh, the other option would be going down to Sun Prairie for a school that would cost roughly around 10000 a little bit more than $10,000. Okay. There's financial aid involved in that. Um, and then the third option is being a um, apprentice, but I do believe that would be traveling. Okay. Uh, if the, if the uh, apprenticeship opportunity did not involve travel, how open to that would you be? Uh, seeing that it's still paid, I'd be very open. Yeah, that's what I heard in your voice. I'd get absolute clarity on that. Was that just the way you said it with your voice, or do you're not quite sure you've heard something, but you're not quite sure how much travel, if any, is involved? I'm not sure. I'd find out. Let me tell you why. Uh, because of, A, how you reacted, that's the best option for you in your life. But I also love uh, the opportunity for the apprenticeship. Uh, this is doing two things for you, experience and connections and you're getting paid for it. So I really like that option. Uh, do you have any cash set aside for the other two options? I do not. I've been, I just got a brand new job starting at like $17 an hour. Um, 
so that's going for me, but nothing so far. What, uh, besides your heart hurting, would, and being away from, what I mean by that is you being away from your wife and one child and the other one on the way, what besides that uh, makes the apprenticeship with travel uh, not so desirable for you? Anything else besides that? Um, just not knowing, you know, I do have a car that I'm still paying on, so. Not knowing what? Just what it all involves, you know, not. Yeah, so here's the deal. I want you, as soon as this phone call is over, at least make a phone call, an email, get some information on this, because if this apprenticeship pays you $17 an hour or more, and it's going to involve some travel away from the wife and the little ones, and they're so little they'll never know, I'm just going to tell you, of the three options that I've heard, it's the best option on the table. I understand there's some sacrifice involved, but that's part of the journey. You're going to sacrifice one way or the other, and you don't have the money to take on the schooling now anyway. And we don't want you to go into debt for it. So you're you're going to sacrifice time by saving. You're going to have to work harder, stack up the money to pay for this path versus get paid to be trained. And, and so I, I really would look intensely into what would it take to win uh, in that apprenticeship. I would. Okay. That's what I would do. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. Um, and uh, what are you making now? I just, I don't know the total, but I know it's like seven, 17. It will be 17. You're making 17 now? Yeah. No, I'm making 14 now. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought I, I'm And sorry. what is it you're signing up that, what is it you want to become an operator or what? operating engineer so pretty much the guys that drive the big old like construction equipment oh okay all right all right yeah i'm gonna do that the cheapest possible way and the fastest possible way just to get trained to operate the equipment whatever that is um and um that's some that's some good money once you're certified right yes like what kind of money once you're certified? I uh, could be making, I do believe, like $36 an hour. Yeah, or more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, uh, well, that that's exactly what, um, that's exactly what you do. Yeah, you, you get the fastest, least expensive way with the least trouble. And so, uh, like my, um, when we, when I graduated from college, my wife liked, uh, four or five classes finishing her degree and we moved away from knoxville where we were in school to nashville in those days the uh college in the area mtsu didn't match up with the it was one was semester one was quarters and it it was going to end up taking a year and a half for her to finish what was otherwise three or four classes and we discovered she could take the three or four classes if she went back to knoxville for six weeks and we had just had our first child, and so she drove to Knoxville every weekend with my brand-new daughter for six weeks. And she cried, and I cried more every time she left the driveway for six weekends uh, and went to class six weeks, put the kid in daycare for six weeks to finish the degree mm-hmm. and drove back. It was the longest, most horrible six weeks ever. But in the scope of my life, it really didn't amount to squat. Okay. It was worth it. You know, we sacrificed for her to finish the degree, um, and, and it did not. It was not a degree that she needed to finish uh, to be able to do the career that she wanted to uh, to do. 
and um, you know, but it was the best way. So I tell you what, you hang on for a second here. I'm, I'm getting a call in. Brian's in Owensboro. Looks like he's got the better advice <laughs> than, than Ken or me. So Brian, it says on my screen you're an operating engineer and you've got advice for Shade. I am an operating engineer at a local 181 here in Owens in Henderson, Kentucky. I live in Owensboro, but um. I have been an operating engineer for 27 years, and my best advice to you, young man, is to take the apprenticeship program in the operators' union. Ken Coleman, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Good. I have been I have been debt free since I was 18 years old. Wow. wow. What are you making an hour? I make right now. Uh, different contracts are different. I just got off a job making 3480 an hour. If I work in Southern Indiana, it's 3740 an hour. Um, and I usually average between, right now, between ninety and 130000 a year, depending on, because I also run cranes. Fantastic. Wow. Good for you. Well, there's so, advice, Shade, from a guy who really does it. You yeah. can't beat that. No. Come in. got to love that. Come in and a give it, give, you know, there's a guy in the field that says do it. And uh, so your instinct was correct, Ken. Well, it, only because the apprenticeship is is really what the American economy was built on, number one. And it's just simply I get paid to actually get experience. Yeah. And that's the best of both worlds, you know, because uh, what he's going to learn in that apprenticeship. So if you want to sell real estate, go to work for a high-producing real estate yes. salesperson as, and get the their coffee yeah that's exactly right and learn how to do it for create your own apprenticeship is yeah. what you're suggesting yeah, exactly uh yeah i think it's the it was the right route based on those other two options because he's going to spend money to sit in the classroom or he's going to get paid to actually get in the truck yeah i yeah. mean you know what i mean like if you just think about it the the, the old days uh, you know you lived above the 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 shop that, for the guy you worked with you, you know, know and, you know the old blacksmith or whatever it. that kind of a thing yeah that's You're a different just, deal but but this is a high tech here i mean this oh is yeah but the apprenticeship driving, is a real opportunity in today's world it really is it's coming uke, back uke trucks and the yeah. major dozers or whatever they're good stuff very interesting very interesting good stuff well, that puts this hour in the books. Our thanks to James, to Andrew, Zach, Ben, and Austin in the booth. Ken Coleman, good hour. I am Dave Ramsey, your host. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there is ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey folks, Ken Coleman here. Did you know The Ramsey Show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world? Get your daily dose of advice on life and money. Check out all of our shows from The Ramsey Network wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from The Ramsey Network like Ramsey Call of the Day. Check out our new Ramsey Call of the Day podcast. It'll give you a quick hit of advice about life and money in under 10 minutes. Listen to the Ramsey Call of the Day wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.